Good morning. Do you know, I was really moved by what Gordon shared this morning, not because it was a fancy poem. It, it was more than that. It was because he, he might have recited some words of somebody else, but it's because they had translated into here and they were coming from his heart and that he meant what they said as well. I think that's, that's a wonderful thing. And I'm as you heard uh, and remember Andy saying that uh, we're doing a series on evangelism, um, I'm sorry to say I have missed most of the talks on evangelism. <laughs> I haven't been here. The only one I've heard was uh, Steve's talk on um, treasures in heaven. But I have listened to one of the others in whole and another one in part. So I know what's been talked about. And I was especially interested in um, Pete's talk on fringelism. And I did get to the small group discussion on that. Um, I think that's a good word, actually. I like that word. <laughs> and he talked about sharing our faith with those we're friends with, not making friends in order to evangelize them, but taking the opportunities that we find within those friendships to share what we know of the good news of Jesus. And he shared about how we have something wonderful to share. And he talked about evangelism through compassion about looking at people around us and loving them from the depths of our heart and um, wanting to share the good news that we've had, we have with them and through the love that God has for us, showing that love to other people. And Steve talked about treasure in heaven. And I, from that, I took that if we commit our time and our resources to the work of God, to the God's kingdom, to building his kingdom, just as Jesus teaches, we will store up treasure in heaven. And that will be there forever. That doesn't sort of rot away. It's not um, short-term, um, such as things are on earth. And Pete shared in his talk a story of his parents whose friends gave them time to talk about Jesus, to find out what the belief was all about. And... I think that's really important, prayer and time. It's important we pray for friends and family. You talked about praying for years uh, for some members of your family this morning. It follows also that we need to take some time sometimes to pray for ourselves and our, how we explain our relationship with God, how we communicate the trust and the love that we have for God. And this morning I want us to give some practical thought uh, what our story is. We're talking about sharing our story, and we've all got a story. So what's yours? It's going to be very personal. Every, everybody's story is going to be different, and it's not necessarily going to include every step of faith. And you might not be able to find the time to share your whole story with one person there may not be time to do that. That might not be the right opportunity. When I was in my teens, we were encouraged to share our testimony. Does anybody else remember being encouraged to share their testimony? <laughs> oh, for me, that usually meant going back to the beginning of my faith journey as I saw it and boringly reciting the steps of faith I was supposed to have taken until I made a decision or after I'd made that decision and I found that really, it, it didn't seem to be very long, and it was, you know, fairly much the same as everybody else's, it seemed, at the time. 
And I don't think necessarily that those, those particular steps are the way everybody walks. It's not necessarily a linear journey. Um, it's an ongoing process. And at any point in that journey, we find acknowledgement of our failings, we repent, we're focusing on Jesus as our Lord, we worship God, receive infilling of the Holy Spirit, and we know that that doesn't always just happen once. We need to be keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. And we turn to him and allow him to lead and direct our lives. And it, it doesn't happen one section at a time. It's happening all the time. It's a, it's a circular thing that's going on all the time. Hopefully with an increasing, an incremental increase in belief and trust as we go along and at a deeper level, um, as we keep seeking God's face and um, want to walk with him. There will be a point in your story where you come to faith. There'll be a point at which there's some sort of realization of who God is, of who you are to him. You'll recognize something of how much he loves you and what he's done for you. And you'll have encountered Jesus through the Holy Spirit and his power. There'll be a point at which you look to Jesus and you depend on him for life. And I mean life in capital letters. And our story, each individual story, is good news, is it not? Yes. Sometimes we need to preach that story to ourselves. Sometimes stuff just gets in the way, doesn't it? Things happen to us in the world and they can bring us down and we have to sort of come round them and think, what is the gospel to me? What, what does Jesus mean to me? And we have to tell ourselves again about the wonderful grace of God and that we are recipients of the awesome power and grace of God. In Ephesians, Paul prays for that church, and he says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparably great power for us who believe. And isn't that something we've got to share? It's why we need to share our story with others. We have something great to share. And we need to remind ourselves that it needs to be shared on a regular basis. We have something amazing to tell other people but so often we're reticent. And I'm speaking this morning from, I tell you, I am not qualified to be telling you how to share your story with other people. I find it difficult too. Um, I was asked this week um, when I was at the riding stables, an aunt of mine has uh, recently died and came up in conversation and I talked about how, yes, I still miss her, but because I believe in God, I know where she is. And I know that she believed as well. And this person sitting beside me said, so you believe in God? Uh, yes. And I found myself stumbling over what words to, to follow. And yet there was a wonderful opportunity. And I hope I said something that was significant, that meant something to her. We're often reticent. We're fearful. Fearful of being Bible bashers. Fearful of what the other person might think. 
even though it might be somebody that we're quite good friends with, we can still be quite frightened of what they might say if we come out with it all. Even if it's somebody for whom we have deep compassion and we recognize that they've got a need to know Jesus. There's a song that, um, I don't know if you know, Casting Crowns, the group. There's a song on one of the CDs and I'm really challenged by it every time I I listen to it. Um, He's praying because he wants to be able to share what he has and what, what he knows of Jesus with a friend. But he doesn't seem to know what to say. And then he says, so maybe this time I'll speak the words of life with your fire in my eyes. But that old familiar fear is tearing at my words. What am I so afraid of? Because here I go again, talking about the rain. Isn't that true? Do we talk about the weather? (laughs) Mulling over things that won't live past today. And as I dance around the truth, time is not his friend. This might be my last chance to tell him that you love him. And I think that's, that's a real challenge to me. Because it might be the last time that person has that contact with me that I can actually say something significant about what God can mean to them. And we don't need to be afraid. In uh, Peter's first letter, he says, Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear. Do not be frightened. But in your hearts, set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. There's that challenge to always be prepared to give a reason for our hope. And that's the core of our faith, that hope. In Hebrews, it says, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for, certain of what we do not see. We're certain of who loves us and where we're going and what he's done for us. So how do we do it? How do we share our story? Anxiety about how we might sound renders us mute sometimes. But the Bible teaches us that God is with us in this. Paul himself says in Corinthians, and we see Paul as this wonderful preacher, don't we, that can't keep his mouth shut, really. And he says in Corinthians, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. He wasn't depending on how good a speaker he was, whether he was or not. We don't know, we haven't heard him. (laughs) But it was the Spirit's power that lent meaning and enabled what he said to have an impact on those who heard. Jesus says in the Gospel of John, I will ask the Father and he will give you another counsellor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. We're not on our own in this. And Jesus says to those who might, Um, experienced conflict and opposition, when they arrest you, don't worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. 
And I don't think from that passage necessarily that we need to be completely unprepared. Peter told us we've got to be prepared, but we don't need to then worry once we've done our preparation. We just allow God to work through us. We do need to be clear about what we believe. Wherever we are in that faith journey, we just need to have it in our minds where we're at and what what we've experienced and then be willing to share that and depend on the Holy Spirit to equip us to say it in a way that will make sense to the other person. But even more, it's the Holy Spirit that actually is working in that person as well. Our main responsibility is to do what we do with gentleness and respect. And sadly, I think historically, sometimes that's not been the case. When people have tried to share the good news, sometimes it's not with gentleness and respect. Preparation includes practice. When I was working at the hospital as the infant feeding coordinator, it was my job to ensure that all the staff were singing from the same hymn sheet, if you see what I mean, and that they were teaching mothers how to feed their babies from the same principles. And the best way was to get them to practice it. And that included an element of role play. And that's what we're going to do now. At one point, some weeks ago, I thought, let's send them a little warning the week before and get them to prepare for this. And then I decided, no, that's not a good idea. Nobody will turn up. <laughs> So for the next 20 minutes, um, I want us to get into small groups, four or five people, that's all. And I want you to share your story with one another. So you've not got a lot of time in four or five people. There's a maximum of five minutes each. Um, And I want everybody to have the opportunity to speak. If you don't feel that you can share in that, I would love it for you to just say why you're here this morning. That That would be really good. That's part of your story. Um, and that, that's fine. Um, maybe you're, ju- you're just here this morning because you're curious. That in itself is part of your story. And um, we'd love you to share that with us. And this is not a preach the gospel session. It's not a time for explaining to someone else how you come to the Lord. It's a time for you sharing wh- what's happened in your life, how you came to believe in Jesus, perhaps, something of what God means to you, how your belief impacts on your life. And we know that it's not necessary for the whole of the good news to come from one person to another. If, we, if you think about how you have received faith and how you've come to Jesus, bits have come from different people in your life. Um, so sometimes the gospel comes in pieces from different people and it comes together in your life. Everyone's journey of faith is different. And we might only be one ingredient on that journey. So when you tell your story, it doesn't have to include everything. Just share something of what Jesus means to you. Maybe just this last week. It might be something that Jesus has said this last week. That's part of your story. And that can impact when you're out there talking to lots of people who don't believe. That can impact on their lives significantly. I have written some questions out. There is no way you have to answer these, all these questions. This is if you are stuck. And, you know, if you can't think, what nurse are you talking about? What do I say? Then pick one of these and, and say, okay, why do I trust God? What, you know, 
I'm giving you a few minutes here just to have a bit quick think, you know, in your, in your minds before you get started. What is your hope? Who is Jesus? Those sorts of questions might be something that somebody who doesn't have a belief might ask you when they realize that you have a belief in Jesus. So, if you would like to move your chairs around <laughs> and get yourselves into some small groups, and I will give these out so that each group has a little list of prompt questions, but that's all they are, just prompts. You can say whatever comes to your mind. Can I bring you to a conclusion? I'm glad you're all in such deep conversation. <laughs> That's really great. I'd just like to pray for us because from today, as you do every day, you'll be going out and meeting people who perhaps aren't at the same stage in faith as you are, who might want to know where, where you're at or want to know who God is to you or you may be able to share something of your faith with somebody this week. So I'm just going to pray uh, for us. Father God, thank you that you're part of our lives. Whether we are right at the beginning of our journey with you or whether we've been walking with you for many years, you are there. You're teaching us stuff. You enable us and equip us. You hold us in your arms and give us our security. Lord, thank you. And I pray, Lord, that you would continue to teach us. Help us to deepen our understanding and our relationship with you and with the Lord Jesus. Help us to really live our lives in the light of that love that we know. Give us boldness. Give us Conviction to commit time and prayer to sharing the wonderful news that we have with other people. And Lord, enable us and help us to always show gentleness and respect when we were talking with others. And this is the prayer of the new church in uh, Acts, right at the beginning of the life of the church. And they prayed, Enable your servants to speak with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Amen.